What's up, everybody? I'm Rambo, and welcome to Echoes of New Eden. Yes, I know I missed a couple weeks. I have been sick, but I'm well enough to get back to the grind and can talk without coughing every other word. So I'll catch up with the latest game news. I talked to Eason Carter, and uh, we talked about his time in Pantheon and, you know, some other things in the game. So let's check it out. I got Z working on some video ideas for the YouTube channel, so we will try to push out some more content out soon. Hopefully, we can uh, have him on the show one of these days, and we'll try for next week. If you missed it, the Eve Echoes karaoke event uh, was a couple days ago. Players from all around New Eden sang some songs over voice comms over on the official game Discord. It was actually quite fun. I'll consider possibly singing next time if my voice is up to it. So we'll get to the announcements and patch notes and then on to the interview. So going with the announcements, yes, they did the uh, karaoke event, the karaoke lounge, and uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, Joseph, if you're listening, uh, I can't wait for the next one. So um, they also did the Black Friday Scratchers. People were getting discount codes and whatnot to be able to uh, get some neon rain or some items through the shop over there. And that was really it for uh, announcements. And so we'll go over to the patch notes. In the latest patch notes, they did have some optimizations. They updated the estimated prices on successful transactions in the market. And now the ship tree will correctly display the nanocore effects in the appearance. Um, there are a couple of bug fixes back on the 17th. They fixed an issue where the NPC carriers in the capital ship rally points do not have fighter-related modules fitted to them. And they fixed an issue that the interior scene of the corporation outpost is not erected. So, uh, there, there's that. And I did want to take note in the, in the event of the Neon Rain, I don't go to Jita very often but i was in jita a few weeks ago and i actually saw the uh the light effects that they had on that itc and the interior of it on how they had you know all the colors and the waves and stuff going with the music so that was pretty cool like i said i don't go to jita or any of the itcs very often but uh that was actually kind of cool to see so going over to official media they did have some recent bands it appears that they had Recently banned 1,322 players, and a majority of it being abnormal encounter behavior, almost 50%. Some people are still cheesing that stuff. So um, They did have some developer Q&A from a few days ago, maybe a week or so ago now. Uh, please make it easier to tell the difference between the data bank items. It will be much easier to tell them apart if there was an icon for each of the three different types, combat, signature recognition, and industry efficiency. Adding a blast icon to the combat core, a scanning symbol for a signature core, and a factory icon for the industry core will help people avoid spending millions of ISK on the wrong databank. The same goes for computing chips. 
And so they took that as feedback and they'll optimize and uh, maybe reuse some similar icons to help players better with that. Uh, will there be a near future a content update for lower tech levels? And uh, they thanked them for their interest in beginner's content. In the near future, there will be more of a, a beginner's goal guidance added. And the existing tutorial missions will also be optimized. So that's really it. I'm looking back a few days ago. They, oh, you know, over a week ago, they had the, um, they had that capital manufacturing contest and then they were talking about the karaoke and the scratchers so that's basically all the latest in there i didn't miss much during my time being sick they did have some capital ship q and a this was posted on 11 23 so just over a week ago now i'm sure somebody had covered it um go over it's quite lengthy to go over into the player support news they do talk about capital ships uh some questions and some answers on some of that stuff and that appears to be it for the official news well that's it that's all i got let's get into the interview with eason and uh we'll close it out hi i'm eason from jamfed noir and this is echoes of new eden Welcome to Echoes of New Eden. What's up, Eason? How are you doing? What's up, Rambo? I'm doing well. You? I'm well. I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> so yeah. As you know, we've delayed the podcast a couple of weeks because I've been sick. I've just been dealing with uh, you know what started as a cold, went into sinus infection, and I'm still actually dealing with that. You might you might even hear my voice is a little hoarse right now. I'm on cough mm, suppressants yeah. so it sucks needless to say i've been <laughs> sick for a couple of weeks and uh i am getting better uh i did go back to work That's yesterday nice. so um you know i figured that we'd finally you know get this done and taken care of you know i wanted to get you on the podcast for a while now and uh and here we are so i'm glad to have you here too and um so give a brief intro to yourself and uh we'll 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 get this thing rolling so uh this is me i'm currently an fc in genesis federation i'm a member of noir maybe you heard about the corp but i used to be an fc in pantheon since long ago since about the start of the acr genesis federation war and i was in happy beast leadership before everything went down and you know about how Pantheon died, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We will. Uh, I think we all know by now. We'll talk about that in a, in a, in a little bit. But I wanted to get your I wanted to get like your role in Pantheon. So you're telling me you're in Pantheon since day one. Uh, tell me, tell us a bit about your history in the game and in Pantheon. So I downloaded this game about two days from when it started. I used to play EVE online, but really casually. I haven't done anything in all, and it was many years ago, so I kind of forgot about the thing. Once I saw the game ad into the Play Store, I was like, yo, this game is like based on that old game I used to play, and I installed it. I started out as a miner, and maybe you know, 
You know the ATEC SPNN system, right, Rambo? You oh, used to live there. I used to live there, yeah. yes. I used to mine in that system in the first days of the game alone by myself. Oh, wow. Then I joined uh, a random corp. And then that corp joined uh, an alliance that was called Star Legion, which then became one of the alliances that made part of Pantheon. Uh, they used to base out of Hafib, and they wanted to take Fountain. But at the time, Terran Federation already had the region, so we kind of gave up on it and joined Bees in Delve. At the time, it was only like Bees and Friends. You had Blap, that at the time was called Pandemonium. You had TSC, that at the time was TC, which came from Outer Ring. You had Shadow Syndicate. You had Tikas and some other alliances. And we started out out of UHKL, which was one system. That was the only system we owned. And at the time, we were fighting PIBC, which was huge. They had like seven to eight alliances. And they used to station campus every day in the old, only system that we had. We couldn't even play the game. Uh, then we moved down to 319. Then we started to grow bigger and bigger. We fought a war against PIBC, which lasted about one and a half months. It was mainly led by STJ-8. And we managed to win against PIBC, even though we had less numbers. We had even Requiem, Betray Us, and join PIBC, which at the time was heavily budding. We have tons of footage of Dozens and dozens of retrievers from PIBC botting mining in 5tech 6 and in MTECO. But uh, we managed to get Delve. And by that time, I had joined Happy Bees because Star disbanded. And I've been in Happy Bees since about the, the end of October to this end of October. So yeah, just one full year. And that's how Pantheon started. By the time we had killed PIBC, Banana had a fireside and he said, we decided that we're going to call this coalition Pantheon. And I remember that day. That day Pantheon was born. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, long time history. So that was in the first couple of months of the game? Yeah. Really the first two, three months. Then we had the TF war and everything else. Yeah. It all went down so quickly. It feels like yesterday. <laughs> right. The the timeline is just like, holy smokes, this time has flown by. It's only been a year and a half. Yeah. Um, and I don't even think not even. I was just like glancing at the calendar, probably about a year and a half. So what yeah. was your role in Pantheon? So once Pantheon became an entity, a thing, um, you ended up getting into the ranks. What was your role in Pantheon? At the time, I was just a line pilot. I was part of a PvP specialized corp, which was called Wasp. It was a branch of Goon, the executor corp. But as time went on, I grew more and more interested in CTAs and large-scale stuff. So I decided to try out becoming an FC, and I became a JFC. By one week of JFCing, I didn't actually do anything. It was about... Uh, January, I think. Yeah. Uh, we were in war with ACR at the time. And I went to J Factor, which was our head of C. And I said, like, hey, Jay, we got this timer here by ACR. I think we should hit this citadel. 
And he was like, uh, oh, yeah, Ethan, you're going to go there and you're going to do everything by yourself. And I was like, dude, what? I have no experience. I don't know how to lead a fleet. And he just, we had a talk and he gave me a rundown on how to do things. And I was put into a, an SFC of a 130-man fleet from <laughs> absolutely nothing. And I remember that day I panicked so hard. But as time went on, things got better. And since that day, I joined the Pantheon FC team. We used to have just two ranks, which were JFC and Senior FC. Right. And I was at Senior FC. It's not complicated like Jamfed, where you have like four different ranks and such. So did you win that battle? That's hard to tell. We, lo we lost the objective because we were 130 versus about 180. It was Pantheon and Gen against uh, GHA, uh, Void, OG, ACR, and the whole team. I was have seen alongside Oira from Gen, which I miss. And he was the guy that calmed me down and helped me a lot too. I remember the moment I, he joined TeamSpeak alongside me. He told, hey, we should do this, we should do this. Okay, let's go. And he kind of helped me a lot. Uh, we were kiting around the station. It was the last weeks of using the old Tornado, Trike Tornado meta. Then we changed over to Brawl and we started to win everything. But at the time, we couldn't keep the Citadel timer paused and they pushed us off of the station. We were ISK positive by a lot, but we didn't get the objective in the end. Yeah. Which didn't really matter because we got it the day after and we put the ZID into hole, but that was it. Ah, uh, yes, the notorious ZID battles. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was the whole timer that led to the major ZID fight. So you get the context. Nice. Yeah, I remember those days, uh, back in the GHA days. Now, <laughs> you know, we were talking a bit about it earlier, but um, so we all know G the GHA fell, but you had... By this time, you were a senior FC by the time the ZID battles happened? Yeah. So you had actually administered, um, along with somebody else, to do the attacks on GHA. So how did that all start, or why did that start, and how did it end up going down? So it all started from the battle of ZID and the outcome of it. Because you had a podcast. It, it all started from your podcast, Rambo. It's oh. your fault. If oh, it's my out. fault. <laughs> you had an interview. I Was it yours? or I think GHA had another podcast, but I'm not sure. It did, yes. It uh, was, um, yeah, the, the voice then the it board. was that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Shaq and the other FCs had this podcast. When they talked about the ZID fight and how they won, and the famous phrase was, we won because we had superior FCs and tactics. <laughs> and this one of our FCs, STJ8, was so pissed at their interview because he was like, dude, they just blobbed us. Because it was the truth. We, we were 325 against 900 plus. So you get how we lost, right? We got blobbed so hard and STJ got pissed at it. He said, "Like these FCs are so cocky, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make them eat their own words." And by the time uh, GHA decided to drop the Oz Citadel into 
was it WX? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they dropped the uh, Cerdol in WX, and in the meantime, STJ had this idea of focusing down GHA, and it was leading a 20-man fleet, in which I was there. Uh, and we got like five, six whole timers because GHA used to reinforce citadels, self reinforce in China prime time, but they were not there to defend. So we got easy whole timers. Then me and him decided to go after those citadels. We told J Factor and he started leading fleet after fleet. GHA just didn't have the numbers to hold up against that many people. And they had many internal trouble about about corpse and other corpse clashing heads with each other, corpse not setting the timers right and such. So it was pretty easy to kind of destroy GHA's self. <laughs> and that's how it all started. Yeah, so going back to that podcast episode, that was my podcast because I had the three FCs. I had you. Shack Attack, yeah. I had Drake. And it was Shack Attack, Drake, and uh, Polobot. There was another episode that I did. It had Zell, Hayu. Um, there was the Voice of the Horde podcast owner, Neon Poison. He was there. That was kind of actually, the, that was a GHA farewell episode um, that I had with them. Oh, I remember that one. So, I watched it live. Yeah, so um, there was that. That was a really long episode. <laughs> that was like the longest one. That one almost went, I want to say, three hours. It was uh, crazy long. But um, so anyway, you got um, some motivations from that to uh, pursue GHA and uh, destroy them. So everybody knows, you know, up to the GHA falling, there was a record if you will, of citadels to go down within 24-hour period. And that was held by Pantheon at the yeah. time. I think it was like five, six, maybe seven citadels went down in a yep. very short period of time. 24 that, hours. Yep. That, that kind of kick-started some negotiations for corporations to start fleeing and whatnot. So... Uh, tell us about some of the battles that happened in that. And I do believe that you were in some of those battles. I didn't miss a single one, except the one, the only one that was outside of my time zone. It was like 4 a.m. I tried to stay up, but I fell asleep on the road <laughs> and got killed in my picture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we had many battles. Like GHA, one thing that I'm going to give to GHA is they didn't give up on a single Citadel. They always tried to CTA for them, even though they couldn't get up the numbers. And they even had once a nightmare on grid, which they didn't use a lot. We made plenty of use of the nightmares because shield fields weren't nerfed yet at the time, and it was key to have nightmares. We were rocking around with seven to nine nightmares each fleet, and it was a, a terrible sighting to see that many. The main battle that I'm gonna quote is the LJ Tech battle, which in my opinion, and in the opinion of many FCs, to which I'm gonna quote like J-Factor, STJ, Stony, Zell, even the opposite FCs, the ones from GHA, came to us to compliment about the, that fight. In my opinion, it was the best fight we've ever got into Evacos. Because you had huge numbers on each side. The system went over 1,000 people. But um, 
it was 325 against 780. Almost 3 to 1 odds. Yeah, uh, sorry, 2 to 1 to 3 to 1. And we managed to win, though. With only 325 ships, we killed 500 enemy ships and two citadels in about a two-hour time span, counting tie-dye and everything. And we only lost about 115. We came out with 200 ships still alive. And we had that hero play by Crazy Bull, maybe you remember it, where he dropped alone with a raven on top of the Red Machine Citadel, which at the time was red. And he was fighting, he was stopping the timer alone yeah. against 40 dudes from Red Machine. Yeah, I wanted to say I remember that. Even. Yeah. Oh, you know, he came back to the game now. He had quit by the time GHA was dead, but now he's back. Yeah, so yeah, I, I remember the, there must have been like a Reddit post or something about it. Uh, the hero of Crazy Bowl, he had kept a timer paused for, it was an X amount of time. Um, but yeah, we made a, Yanger yeah, made some videos and we used to do a lot of propaganda. That was the time where Pantheon propaganda was working. We had some dedicated people making posts, making art. I'm going to quote Dukey. He was great at making art. And we were making like Pantheon, so Roman and even Greek team stuff. So we were doing like vases. And, and But as time went on, our propaganda started to fall down. Mainly because what I'm going to say now is that, in my opinion, we care too much about Honk and what was going up north with them and all that stuff. One thing that I'm going to almost accuse Pantheon of is to, care, to have cared about too much about Honk. There is such a non-factor, and we made them look such a big deal, and it backfired a lot on us. Yeah, Honk is uh, a force to be reckoned with, I suppose, especially in the uh, propaganda area. I remember when they used to make propaganda against SHH, and they got Tahini to quit SHH because they were like uh, bullying him on Reddit and such. They are very powerful at that. And I'm going to recognize them that. They're also really good at like <laughs> annoying people in general, in game and out of the game. They used to cause many troubles at Pantheon with the Fountain Alliances. They used to target Mars and reset their bases, hit their citadels every day. And that was also what caused the breakup between Pantheon and SHH uh, in the GOAT coalition against No. Right. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get into this war that happened with Pantheon and SHH. But there was a point in time where they were actually blue with each other for a couple days. The GOAT server was implemented, and that was to pursue attacks on no please stop needless to say that didn't last very long <laughs> so the goat server ended up getting like disbanded or purged or something and i think the whole thing about it was shh and pantheon were supposed to go and fleet up and meet up to go attack no but honk came in from the side while pantheon was away and uh you know started attacking structures and whatnot and that kind of broke that deal if, yeah. I, if i'm not mistaken it was already a tense situation in between pantheon and honk because they were hitting 
Mars for so long. And that was just the the breaking point to which Banana said, no, we're going to stop right here. Unless you get your people in position, we're not going to go further and we're not going to defend your allies. And in the end, TVC, the Whale Coalition, wasn't even SHH allies. They were literally a part of the Federation and they just kind of left them to die. That's all I'm going to say. Right. So that's why we decided to pull out of the war. So that all happened. And then Pantheon ended up going back to neutral status. So then leading up to the Pantheon versus SHH honk and no war, um, SHH declared war on Pantheon, calling them the end boss and then pursued attacks against Pantheon corporations alongside with No and Honk. And um, we all know how that went. So it's, it's been almost a month since the end of that war. But tell us a bit about that war and uh, your thoughts on SHH doing the whole war declaration and everything. So all my insights are from things I already knew, and I knew things that I got to know later. Because I wasn't playing at the time that war went on. But SHH chose a great timing to attack us. They called us the end boss, but they knew we were weak enough to kill in that moment. We had a lot of SOV. It was impossible to defend that much SOV. And we were not in a war since the ACR days. I mean, the TVC war wasn't really a war. So it was uh, one, two, three, four, five months in which we have not been in war. And people started to get comfy. And most of our community by then was made up of care bears. And that was one of the mistakes we made. I think uh, many of the decisions Banana made, made from the start of the summer were mistakes, in my opinion. He used to be a great leader, but in that time, he made many mistakes. And that was one of the things that cost us Pantheon. Many mistakes were done in between alliances too. Alliances bonds started to get bigger and bigger. Uh, the breaking point was when J Factor made that, you know, the whole Reddit fiasco with J Factor. Yes. And they had uh, some problems in between Blap and TSC. And that's what got even the last. Uh, attempts to keep the Delve alliances together, just break off. And all these factors put together led up to Pantheon dying. One thing I wanted to do since the very first day is, I mean, it was kind of obvious that No had been targeting us since the end of August. They they were in Earth space every day, hitting Citadels, attacking Sov for almost two months before the real war started. And it was pretty obvious that they were preparing to attack us. We knew. We knew, but Banana didn't want to look like the aggressor. So he said, we should just stay in our lane and prevent anything that uh, gives them an excuse to go to war. But in the end, it didn't work. SHH just declared war out of the blue. And me, J Factor, and some other FCs wanted to go to the offensive and attack no first but banara didn't let us so that cost us pantheon even further 
So like you had said, Pantheon had a lot of Sov, and at the time it had the most Sov in the game. And so they had a yep. you had to defend all that. And when SHH and No had proceeded with um the ongoing attacks and just the tempo of it, it was every day massive fleets, um, timers having to be done. Um how what was your views on the tempo of the war from all the attacks and from from the defensive side that kind of war is not able you're not able to defend not a single alliance is in in this game is able to defend from that amount of timers if you put SHH, Jamfet, OG, SCG in the same position they would have died the same way the thing is what who's really good at this is no because one thing that I'm going to recognize now is that they have really dedicated players, NFCs, that play about 24 hours a day. And they're not going to stop. If they have dedication and content, they're going to go out and kill Citadels and shoot this, shoot that. And you don't have the same kind of people which are ready to do the same thing on your end. So if you maybe have 900 PvP players that want to fleet up, and they have one third of that, but your players don't play as much as they do. In the end, they're going to make up for the number difference. And that's what cost us many, many, many Citadels. We had to defend dozens of timers every day that were made up of timers that were created by small groups of no pilots, about 10 to 20 in each fleet. And we just didn't have the pilots to do that. One thing that got it, uh, got the whole thing get even worse was that the corps and alliances started to care about their own timers uh, more than the collective ones. Like you had a, now I'm going to quote one alliance, but I'm not targeting them. I'm just talking about in general, just making one example. Like you had a TSC armor timer at 18 UTC and you had a whole timer the hour right after. You had like some TSC pilots forming for that one timer, and then they didn't come for the whole right after, which was more important. Now, again, I'm not targeting TSC, I'm just making an example, but that's what made things way worse. And I try to, I try to avoid this kind of behavior since the start of Pantheon. I was going right and left telling guys we are uh, a coalition we're not an alliance you should put the coalition before your alliance before your corp before yourself and in the end it all went down similar to gha where you had corps put their own corp before the alliance and that's one behavior that you should avoid so were you at this point in time are you still a senior fc or did you end up going even higher into pantheon leadership ranks at this time you mean during the pantheon war yes with shh yeah now uh in that time i had quit the game i quit the game on the 27th of october yeah uh i had the need of a break i was getting really uh, much pressure from both the game and discord in which i was spending much time and I needed a break because uh, some IRL stuff came up. I, was, I wasn't even getting sleep. So 
I had to relax a bit and put the game away. By the time I came back, Pantheon was already falling apart. I even uninstalled Discord, and I got this uh, WeChat DM from one of the Pantheon executors. And he said, like, wait, I'm going to find the exact message. Get fucking back into the game. We need you. I'm not joking. So I was like, what? Are we actually dying? <laughs> What's going on? And I reinstalled Discord, and I found out that pretty much everything was gone. I tried to keep the pieces of Pantheon together, but it was just too late. Alliances, whole alliances, already made their own choices, and I just couldn't stop them. So I took my main character, which is Ethan Carter, and I got it to join Noir and Jamfed. Because happy bees couldn't pursue the war. They didn't want to keep SHH's aggression on them. So I decided to go over to Jen to pursue the war. Because I wanted to shoot SHH, basically. And I'm not the guy that gives up, so I wasn't just willing to stand there and roll my fingers while SHH kept bullying the smaller alliances that were left in Delvin Fountain. Right. So I wanted to ask, you know, it, it was, so when you came back, uh, were there a lot of tensions in Pantheon leadership up to the uh, fall of Pantheon? Did you come back to just a lot of, you know, fires and you had to try to extinguish them? There was already corporations or alliances leaving, falling out. And uh, like you'd said, you tried, you know, making some repairs, but ultimately that didn't work. Uh, some of the tensions being, I know there's that whole J-Factor situation, but the, uh, STJ, did, he, he ended up quitting? Is that? Yeah, he had quit by then, one month before he had joined Jamfed with his corp and his about 20 characters, I think. Yeah. Right. But you also had heroes... Um, like Stony and Mackenzie that were, you know, really trying to keep it all together as well, uh, yeah. in my opinion. Shout out to them. You know, so you know, they were trying their hardest to, uh, you know, to, to, to fleet up for the timers and they were spending the time and, you know, trying to put out fires and all of that. But there's still a lot of tension between the corporations and the, the alliances within Pantheon. And you kind of just came back to that, so... Um, you know, the it end of a break. The best of sights. Right, yeah. Because I love, you, I used to love Pantheon, and coming back and seeing all this tension and this hate in between our own people was just heartbreaking. And shout know, out to Mackenzie and Stoney for doing all of this work and all the other people that stepped up in the meantime. You had a lot of people that were not FCs by then, like. I'm going to quote Obsidian, I'm going to quote uh, Coles and all these guys. They stepped up to make sure Pantheon didn't die, and they made a lot of efforts. And so I'm going to shut them out. But the main tensions were in between TSC and Blap for the whole J-Factor thing. And another breaking point was Banana quitting out of the blue. He was sick, so he quit, and we didn't hear anything from him till now. So Happy Bees was left without leadership and many corps started questioning whether they should go away or join another alliance or stay here without any guidance. And it was not a good sight. 
Right. So, and actually, and with Banana quitting the game, that's actually news to me. Um, I did know about his illness. He had gotten sick. Um, everybody knows, for some reason, the Pantheon Firesides were basically made public. Um, the entire galaxy <laughs> listened to them. And Banana was... You know what? uh, what's your big... What's your big everybody wants to take a bite at you? And, and that very much so could be it. But, uh, you know, Banana was very... Uh, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, the, the way he talks, you know. So he, he had like an entertainment value to him and, uh, you know, trying to motivate people and pilots and get things going and the way he operated his leadership style, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but there was a couple firesides where he wasn't present and uh in and that was due to him being sick but he actually ended up quitting the game so did he quit before pantheon fell has anybody talked to him since has he come back is there hopes that he would come back what's he doing down does anybody know i i used to talk to banana a lot but uh i haven't heard from him since about uh the start of the war but nobody has heard from him since. When was the last message he posted? Uh, it's on the 28th of October. And since that day, nobody has ever heard from Banana. So I'm guessing he actually quit the game. Well, it's unfortunate to see another player end up uh, quitting the game for any reason, let alone his position. So... I was actually thinking myself of quitting once Pantheon was gone because I was like, Pantheon is all that I have. Once Pantheon is going to go down, where I'm going to go? I have nothing left to, to do. <laughs> and I used to play the game just for the community. I didn't like the game. But uh, as Pantheon died, I realized that I had motivation to kind of avenge Pantheon. So that was what kept me from quitting. And overall, once I joined Jamfed, I realized that they're amazing people and they're a great community. So I'm enjoying my new family. So yeah, you joined Jamfed and look at this, you're still at war. Now that Jamfed uh, <laughs> has... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the war never ends. You're, you're always red to somebody, right? The um... yep. So now... We have that going on currently. Um, no, a couple days ago, maybe a week or so ago by now, had officially stepped down from the war. And uh, I believe they're backing out and setting all standings neutral. So now it just seems like it's SHH versus GenFed for whatever reason, right? The These two entities are so far away in the galaxy. It's like, why are you even battling? It's not. It's not about um land you know or uh or territory because each of their own they all have you know their own territories and whatnot but on the gen fed side is they're avenging pantheon and uh kind of defending their space against all these attacks you know so you're still at it right um you know what shh and us never had a uh, some terms for the war to end so they act like the pantheon war and but it never really ended and we are just here trying to either 
yeah, it's about avenging Pantheon and all the small alliances that are still getting targeted by SHH, like TSC and such. Mama has made it very clear that, that we are in this to help them and our allies and our ex-allies. They also, SHH also made a lot of talks about once Pantheon was gone, yeah, we are going to go after Jen next, Jen is next, Jen is next. So we kind of won. Though, was that SHH? Though, was that SHH or was that no persuaded? It was SHH. I remember some messages. I have these screenshots from some SHH FCs, actually. It was like Fog and Kiss This Dan and some other guys into SHH's general chat. So SHH used to run their mouth a lot about how they were going to kill Jen. And that was actually a really worrying side to see both SHH and No, which had this mental pantheon, which was bigger than Jen. And seeing them not even 10 jumps from Genesis Sov and saying they want to kill us. So they felt really threatened. But as time went on, it's kind of like SHH lost momentum and they didn't know what to do. I think one of the things that shook them was the fact that Jen downgraded all of their citadels. That shook No a lot because they were like, what are we going to steal next? Where are we going to get our cap money? from the parts that we entosis and they kind of stopped on the aggression yeah for a while there it seemed like everything had slowed down and uh, very well could have had that whole um downgrade situation that genesis did we didn't have any major citadel kill in the last weeks we had uh, shh and no try to get some armor timers in period bases in Paragon soul but no Citadel kills so far. Not on our end, though. We just killed a few posses. Actually, a lot of posses. You have people like Koro, like Fura, which even stole about a dozen of posses. Like, two guys stole more than a dozen of posses. But no Citadels. Till yesterday. Yesterday, we had a big CTA in which we sur- surprisingly had more people than SHH. Which, which is a rare sight. Even during the, <clears throat> the whole Pantheon War, SHH was fielding more than anyone else. And this time we had more people. It was about 230 to 215 SHH plus 50 UF, uh, which is the Russian branch. And we had this big fight with, of course, lots of black screens on each side. We're going to blame Nettie's. each time we lose no matter which side but uh, we ended up winning this fight we killed their fleet and lost about 15 ships to then kill 3 citadels so it's like the war is finally coming to a turning point we'll see in the next days yeah um, so with the battles yesterday a lot of people and uh, it's just not specifically SHH or GenFed pilots. Uh, I'm, I'm even seeing like content creators are talking about it, and um, people that aren't even part of the war are talking about it. Is still a big issue going even in a battle where there's 500 a local. We're not talking to 1,600 people a local. So I know. did the whole ZID fight with 1,500 in yeah. local, and I did a black screen once. So it's but like, now I use fight black screen so it's like are we going backwards Nettie? right what? and 
And that's one thing I'm kind of just, my mind is a, a bit boggled about is we can do battles back then that were larger, tie-dye implemented, granted, and people were fine, but now if we get a couple hundred people in local, then it's black screen galore, disconnects, the uh, UI doesn't load, a lot of people are having issues with that, they couldn't even, you know, target ships or... The people that they were anchored to ended up disconnecting and then they didn't realize that they're 80 km out you know stuff like that and they ended up getting targeted and killed the the game was obviously having issues yesterday and that hurts uh that hurts players let alone the gameplay it's like why am i playing a game that's just not reliable like this in in the times of need and uh you know that that does suck a bit the <laughs> you know and um you know people are complaining to the developers to uh fix a game so that's that's nothing new but it does seem like it is going a bit backwards and supposedly we had the performance mode get implemented but even with performance mode active yesterday to the pilots that had it active yesterday we're still experiencing issues even on the highest end of devices such as like the iPads and they're still having issues. So this war uh, coming in, you know, within the next few weeks or so, if we're going to be seeing large battles, it could go either way. Honestly, you know, um, SHH, they had a battle with fireflies and fireflies were the ones that experienced the most disconnects even though they were outnumbered or sorry even though shh was outnumbered fireflies experienced more disconnects and problems on their side and that ended up resulting in the loss of their citadel and a turning point of the war um not defending shh in yesterday's um battles because GenFed really did put up good fights and good numbers you know but the game has to be fixed <laughs> we can't continuously be doing this if the game uh is just going to be experiencing issues like that you know how it goes it could go either way too all i'm gonna say is eve is about is all about the big fights if you don't put the game in a position to handle big fights what are people are gonna, are gonna play for you know we're here for one thing we all heard of eve for the big fights and uh those huge battles in the news. You know, and I'll, I'll make a comment to that. And I was, I was pondering this on myself. I said, you know, when the developers made this game and they created the servers or, you know, the systems and they put caps to them and whatnot, whether or not they actually thought that what would be a realistic battle, right? Are we going to be seeing, and this is just kind of putting myself in the mindset of the developers, are they going to be seeing 500 versus 500 fights or are they more so expecting 50 versus 50 fights? Because nobody's complaining about fights that are under 100 players. It's always, always these big fights of a couple hundred players plus, and especially nowadays. Back then, it didn't seem like it was such an issue. And then, I mean, it was an issue, but then they implemented tie-dye and that kind of helped it. Maybe it still didn't completely fix the issues for what would be considered lower end um, devices and or 
emulators because emulators still have issues even today but you know it, it the expectations I, I wonder what the expectations were from the developers when they decided to um you know not not that they decided to but what they were thinking as far as what's considered a big fight i used to trust natties i didn't want to blame them too much but the last choices they made in the few one to two months have made me question a lot about what they're doing. Even the fact that they, this whole <laughs> money grab thing, but mostly the capital, how they put up the capital, the capital ships. Uh, I mean, we were all waiting for capitals. Banana was saying, yeah, we're going to get 100 capitals and this is going to, this is going to turn the war on our side. And so did, SHH thing, but in the end we found out that capitals are such a huge uh, thing to reach but so few players can actually get one because of the huge costs right. and they're not going to go down because most of the cost of a capital is in ISK. About 13 billion out of the what is it, 20? It's in ISK, so ISK is not going to go down in value. And that makes it a huge thing to reach, which most players are not going to be able to. Yeah. Only really the 1% is going to be able to afford Even capitals. Less. You know, yeah, or less. And with the capitals being implemented the way that they were, um, that was kind of frowned upon by a lot of the community and the people that were expecting capitals, you know, and the industrialists and the people that are building them just to sell them. They're not selling them because they can't get people to buy them. And buy them. Yeah. you just, the whole thing about those, you know, kind of, uh, uh, a lot of players lost faith in capitals and possibly even the game at that point and decided that you know maybe a battleship is better uh, to use so there there is that and also the battle of attrition just people being burnt out and whatnot in the implementation of the capitals because what what do you to expect what's the end game goal you know for you as a personal as a solo player playing this game you know what's the capital or what's the uh, the end game goal for me? It's to achieve at least one capital, right? But then once that's done, it's like then what do I do? You know. But if I can't even get to the point of getting a capital, then there's no future for my game. <laughs> I can't ever make that much money, especially in my position now. Yeah, it's like you're in a staircase. You have all these small steps, which are the regular ships, and Nettie's just decided to put one huge step from battleships up to capitals which you're never gonna reach so yeah it's kind of depressing to see you know then there's some kind of optimism that i have that says that they will decrease um production costs possibly no there's a lot of people complaining about it so it's not it's just not any specific people and there are specific people yes but there's a lot of people complaining about that so could they make a change in the future? I don't know. We'll have to see. That's really all I had on that. <laughs> all right. Well, that was that was basically it for all the topics that we had. And uh, do you have any closing thoughts or shout outs that you'd like to say on air? Hmm. 
I mean, about the shoutouts, I think I've already told enough people, all the people that helped me so far. If I haven't mentioned you, you probably know it anyways, but that's about it. All right. So, well, thank you, Eason, for doing this with with, uh, with me today, and I, I'm sorry it took so long. <laughs> I'm th- thankful of your patience and, you know, uh, and <laughs> Thank you for to... having me here. <laughs> so I, I thank you for your patience and uh, <clears throat> your ability to uh, still make time for me to be able to do this. So uh, thank you and, uh, you know, fly safe out there. I'll talk to you later. See ya, fly safe. Well, that wraps it up for this week. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this podcast. I do have a YouTube channel. Like and subscribe that for future videos. And if you would like to sponsor the show, please reach out to me on Discord. Being a sponsor gets your corporation ad out there for listeners of the show who may be looking to join a corp. Also, if you wish, please join my Discord. That is where I do my roundtable talks when I do do them. I post all of my episodes there. I have the guest list shown, and you can also post your very own corp ad. I'll leave that link to this Discord in the description. And yes, the shoutouts to our other content creators. So if you want even more Eve Echoes news and a deeper dive into what's going on with the galaxy, check out Damon Zell over on YouTube and his show, Echoes from the Front. That's where he goes over game announcements, patch notes, alliance drama, battles, and much more. I also want to give a shout out to Sky News, the premier Russian news outlet. If you haven't checked out their channel, go check it out on YouTube. Yes, it's all spoken in Russian, but they do include English subtitles in their videos. They also have a blog in which the text can be translated to your preferred language. Go check out Let's Play the Game. over at sky news so thank you everybody for listening take care fly dangerously and i shall see you next week